This week, Intentional Sounding is brought to you by Nectar. Uh, Nectar, they make beds. They make really comfy beds. I'm going to tell you guys a little story about how, you know how sometimes when you're sad or when the world is bad or... I don't know. You're just really tired and sore. You know where is a good place to go is to the bed. And if you're still like honestly, here's my thing. If you're still sleeping on a box spring, like your your the same bed you had in college or like your childhood bed that you you shipped uh, over to wherever you live now, whatever. Stop it. Please stop it. Get yourself a Nectar. It's designed for every single type of sleeper. Arrives back by a full comfort guarantee and forever warranty, plus a full year of a sleep trial so that you can make sure that the Nectar bed is right for you. Uh, investing in a nice bed is one of the best decisions I've ever made. I wake up more restful. Um, I'm a relatively active person, and I wake up less sore if I ever like do a hard workout. Um, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's great. And it is, <laughs> I can tell you whenever I visit friends and crash in their guest room and they haven't, you know, splurge for like a nicer bed, I notice. And there's a special list that, that, that friend's name goes on. So, uh, avoid, avoid being on my list and get yourself a nectar. You got that full year sleep trial, figure out if you can figure out if it's right for you. And listen, if you don't like it, if you want to go back to your old crappy box spring, they'll remove it from your home. They will take care of everything for you and refund the payment a hundred percent. Uh, the risk-free trial is three times longer than any single other uh, trial on the market, uh, but you know fewer than three percent of Nectar sleepers return their bed, so that's it's a pretty big uh, selling point right there. Um, intentional sounding listeners can take a hundred a hundred dollars off of a purchase of their mattress right now. All you got to do is go to bit.ly/scavsleep. That's bit.ly/scav sleep you'll be rested with a nectar mattress i'm not gonna take that again i think that was perfect uh our second sponsor this week is uh hello tushy hello tushy will allow you to turn your bathroom into the private spa oasis you've always wanted with a tushy bidet who so there's this thing I, I can't tolerate this I, I i watch a lot of the simpsons on the fx now app and there is this bit that they're doing for a new season of you're the worst where a character sits on a bidet and it squirts all up everywhere and, and makes a big mess and it's supposed to be funny but it's not it's actually slanderous, and I will be filing a lawsuit on behalf of Hello Tushy uh, for this kind of bidet slander. First of all, first of all, everyone needs a bidet. If, if you don't think you need a bidet, think about how like you wash the rest of your body when it gets dirty, and then think about how you wash your butt when you do a poop. And you think about that. It's gross. Just gross. Get yourself a bidet. Second of all, the tushy bidet will not squirt 
all up onto the ceiling of your fancy hotel room and make a big mess. It's just not going to do that. It's just all it's going to do is make your booty hole clean and sparkling and ready for, ready for action was the words I was going to say, so I'm still going to say them. Listen, it inst- the, the Tushy Bidet installs in 10 minutes. It fits all standard toilets. It's super easy. You, you don't have to do like any kind of plumbing, anything. You don't have to reroute any pipes. All you got to do is hook it up to the water system that's already in your toilet. It's super friggin' easy. All you got to do is unscrew the toilet seat, pop the tushy on, put like a, a hose into the water thing, and it's it's good. They also have bamboo toilet paper if you want to wipe as well. Uh, softness and sustainability can coexist in the form of toilet paper. The bamboo toilet paper that Tushy offers is 100% safer and 100% more sustainable than normal uh, toilet paper. So, so get it. You'll be using less because you have a bidet and you'll also be, you know, helping the environment while you poop. Um, I, I don't know what that, what that bit was, but I'm keeping it. Uh, the Scavengers Network exclusive is you can take 10% off of your first order with the code SCAVENGE. Again, that's just the code SCAVENGE on hellotushy.com. Uh, you can take 10% off of your first order now and start having a healthier bathroom experience uh, today. I also want to shout out the Scavengers Network. Um, we've been on the, uh, the network for a while now. And I am very, very happy to be a part of the Scavengers Network. We've got a ton of great shows. We had a great showing over at PodCon. I'm so, I wasn't able to make it, but I'm so happy that the network was able uh, to be there. So if you don't already, check them out, scavengersnetwork.com. There's a whole bunch of great merch. There's a whole bunch of great shows. You can find everything right there. There's a link to the Patreon, patreon.com slash the scavengers network. I recently did some awesome bonus content for them. I did a uh, crazy ASMR uh, relaxation mind trip thing. Uh, so that was kind of fun. Sam Grez's ASMR meditation for your normal relaxation. Uh, you can find all of the podcasts that are there, including Myth Takes, Spooky Spouses, Academy Outcasts, State Your Case, Historical Hotties, Journey Under 30, The Bad Pen Pal, Amateur Detective Club, and Intentional Sounding. The Amateur Detective Club, fairly new uh, to the to the site, uh, so please check them out. It's they, they read Agatha Christie. It's like an Agatha Christie book club, and it's very, very wonderful. Um Anyway, I'm gonna get back to it. But if you if you have uh, if you have a couple bucks laying around, consider becoming a patron and supporting the Scavengers Network because they support us very well. Thanks, and back to the show. Hello, hello, and welcome back to a podcast no one listens to anymore because it's dead. It's the Draw Play Podcast, and I'm your host, Draw Play Dave Rapoccio. I would like to apologize for the large gap between episodes. Uh, it was it started because you know holiday stress, didn't didn't have the time, and then I got sick, and then I got in a car accident, so my ribs hurt. 
and then I was still sick and I was coughing with bruised ribs and I was just basically miserable for the past month just just straight miserable and it's it, you don't want to record podcasts and talk straight for an hour when you're coughing every 20 minutes uncontrollably and your ribs hurt every time you cough because you're dying inside and your soul is leaving your body so that's why there hasn't been an update i'm sure you're kind of aware of that if you read the comic but that that's my official apology sorry i know we missed a lot of good juicy stuff a lot a lot, a lot of jokes that got left outside in the cold wet rain and freezing to death in winter but them's breaks sometimes you have to you know not die first and then record a podcast anyway with me as always is my uh resin from the dead co-host sam Grezes. yeah why why did you it was nice and quiet and i was very comfortable down there i you know i resent you a little bit from from dragging me out of my grave but you know still still good to be here i will say that it's kind of it's funny that this is the week we're coming back because this is kind of the week that everything has settled in, at least in the NFL playoff picture, everything has kind of settled into more or less what we thought it would be at this point, you know? Yeah, that's the funny thing is, like, I'm sure everyone expects us to want to talk about the games right now, because we got, I mean, it's it's championship weekend, we're going into championship weekend, but looking at the teams, basically, I feel like all I have to say is anyone but the Patriots. I, I, I mean, I completely, I think that's, I think that's it, right? Like, I don't, I don't know what else, what else to say other than that, than anyone but the Patriots. And also I'm really, I'm fucking sick of it. I'm sick of it from Tom Brady, Boston, the Boston media and Boston fans. We all knew this would happen and some, and somehow they're still like, oh, no one believes in us. They think we're bad. They think we're slow. No, nobody, nobody is saying that. Nobody's Nobody thinks anymore. the Patriots are bad. Like, here's here's my theory. So, I like when I saw that comment, I had the immediate reaction, you know, everyone else in the country did, which was, shut the fuck up, you... No, no, no one thinks you suck. We just all want you to suck. We're tired of you winning all the time. We just want to see something else. Shut up, Brady. No one thinks you suck. So, I after that comment... I started trolling Patriots forums like, ah, what, what are they saying about this? Are they saying the usual thing? And a lot of people seem to be, a lot of Patriots fans seem to be thinking that like, well, it's actually not the national media saying that. It's local Boston media. I'm sure so, that's, I'm sure that's the case. Just if so, you go to any like, local sports media. Yeah. So like the Boston media is saying things like, well, Gronk is done and, Brady is old and we've got to move on without him because one, the Boston media has been warped by expectations over the past de- two decades. Like they- their reasonable level of what is good is completely and utterly skewed. So anything minorly wrong and the Patriots lost one more game this year than they have recently, which God forbid. So if Brady must be listening to just those people, and everyone thinking they suck. So that's that. Here's here's a more in-depth and getting a little tinfoil hattie. I think there's a chance the Boston media knows that 
Tom Brady needs a chip on his shoulder, and this is why they've never embraced the villain role as much as they, you know, should at this point, because they realize that as long as they keep stories about Tom Brady being done in the media, he's always going to have that stupid chip on his shoulder, so he's always going to prove people wrong. So it's all a concentrated effort to piss him off into winning. I So I buy that. I buy that. Like a little bit. My my thing is that like if you go to any local sports media or any local sports uh, media conglomerate, they're not gonna like you can't embrace the role of the of the villain, right? You go to you go to Atlanta and you listen to and you listen to broadcasts about the Georgia Bulldogs. You you listen to broadcasts about the Alabama Crimson Tide in Birmingham. You know you listen to uh warriors broadcasts in uh in california in oakland like there isn't there's always going to be that story about oh durant like what's gonna happen with him oh is nick saban is losing all of his coaches from the 2017 era oh like this this guy is transferring what like you can't you can't sell it is a lot harder to sell a positive story to a fan than a negative story, right? There's like that's it, very true, and that's why. So there's there's this whole thing about so the the um, Super Bowl is going to be in Atlanta this year, right? Uh, so ever since the Saints like made it and looked like a an actual contender for the Super Bowl, and ever since the Falcons like were eliminated from playoff contention there's been this recurring story of like in in the georgia market of like yeah the saints fans and saints players are going to come into our new stadium and just like wreck the whole thing and like vandalize the locker rooms and intentionally make a mess so that so that like we have to clean it up and pay for it or whatever it's like it's all it's all bullshit right it's all bullshit that they make to like rile people up and make people listen to bad sports radio and and have something to talk about when your team is either really good or there's nothing else to talk about i think that i think that it's much more tom brady has a i mean Tom Brady has like a crazy competitor brain. Like his brain works differently and worse than normal people do. Tom Brady is going to be uh, like a broken person after he leaves football. I so I don't. Know. I think he'll just find something else. I think he'll just be like, That's I'm gonna true. play Overwatch he'll, he'll, now he'll, or whatever. He'll, <laughs> Tom Brady, greatest of all time, Overwatch player. Real, I, I I'm kind of <laughs> not kidding. I'm just like he's gonna find something else, right? Yeah, people like, like that need need to have something. And I just like hmm. I don't. I get why Tom Brady does it, right? It's it just seems disingenuous when it's a reporter reporting on Tom Brady who is reporting on reporting from local sports media, a line that we all know is bullshit from the start right there's always there's always that period of time and it happens every year with the patriots uh where they come out of the gate looking a little bit slower and the winds aren't as convincing or whatever but we all i mean listen we all wanted to believe in the chargers right we all thought they were for real this year and they were a really good team this year but i don't know if like if 
I don't think either of us would have picked them to win in Foxborough, like to keep the Patriots from going to the AFC Championship game. No, that's that's like the buzzsaw. Exactly. No one ever really does it. Yeah. The only way to really do it is to somehow manage to be a slightly better seed than the Patriots and make them go on the road because then right. they have a little bit more trouble, yeah. which is probably the only chance the Chiefs have right now. Yep. Is yep. it's going to be in Kansas City, which according the weather looks like it's going to be really cold, uh-huh. which I don't think favors the Chiefs. I don't think it favors either one of them, being honest. Like, well, I I just feel like the Patriots are much more used to playing in that kind of weather than you know Mahomes ball, which is a little bit. I feel like it's going to be a little bit tougher to play Mahomes ball in weather like that. I guess. I guess. I I buy that. I think that I think that this is like there was a game of telephone played somewhere along the line, which is like the rest of the league got better. Or at least the Chiefs got a lot better. The Rams got a lot better. Like all these teams look look more like it's not that the Patriots got bad. It's that like there is more. The competition started to catch up a little bit. Exactly. Exactly. It wasn't like the AFC championship wasn't a runaway from week four this year. Right. So I think that I think that that might be where wires got crossed in like in the Boston media intentionally or otherwise being like, Oh no, the Patriots suck. They can't keep up. Whatever. I still hate it though. Like I hate it. And I don't, I I don't want it to continue. And the sucky, the sucky thing, right. Is that as soon as the Patriots lose, you know, unless it's a Super Bowl loss, as soon as the Patriots lose, they can get back to that bullshit underdog mentality that Boston sports always has. Ugh. Anyway, go Chiefs, go Saints, go Rams. Any any one of those teams winning the Super Bowl, I would be perfectly content with. They're all I, very. They're I, all so much more fun than the Patriots. All of them are so much more interesting and so much more fun, and they'd all be pretty good stories, pretty good cap off to the seasons. Like that. That's where we're at. Like, good for that. I think we should spend this week talking a little bit about coaching drama. Yes, let's, All the please, coaching changes please. that have happened, because that's that always gets lost in the playoff shuffle, and I think that's pretty interesting as far as I'm concerned. So this is one of the first years where everyone that got fired, it felt right. Yeah, and yeah, no, there weren't many, it, like... There weren't any coaching changes that I disagreed with. Like, there was no one that should have been fired that wasn't. And there was no one that, like, shouldn't have been fired that was fired. Like, I had zero problem with everyone who got fired and everyone who got to keep their job. I thought everything was fine. Did you see, like, maybe we should immediately piss everyone off and bring up the race thing that came up with that right yep i don't know if you saw that but like essentially five african-american coaches this this year got canned and people were making a lot of stink about that and i think there's a questionable concern about two of them but the other three absolutely deserve to not have their jobs anymore and right. those that that would be Marvin Lewis, Todd Bowles, and Hugh Jackson. Those yes. three 
they did not deserve to keep their jobs. Two of them should have been fired a long time ago. Honestly, all three of them probably should have been fired before this year. The only two questionable ones are Vance Joseph and Steve Wilkes, and it's mostly questionable because they got let go a little bit earlier than what is conventional. And I think that's a worthy criticism. The other, but the, the, at the, the same other... time, at the at, at the same time, like I watched Vance Joseph and Steve Wilkes this year in games, and both of them looked out of in over their head. Vance Joseph did not seem to be able to keep his team together over the course of two seasons now, and Steve Wilkes looked completely and utterly lost in every Cardinals game I ever watched. So. I... I, so well, I, there's something to be said about that. It's like a little bit like, I like I don't I don't really think they should have been there to begin with. I I get that the 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 problem I think that's happening is is not necessarily that you know we we're firing all these minority coaches. I think the problem is that you're not interviewing minority coaches, right? And that and that the few. Yeah. The few head coaching jobs that opened up, uh, I only like a couple. Like the only one I can think of off the top of my head is Brian Flores, um, who the Dolphins are looking to uh, have be their head coach, uh, who's like a Patriots linebacking coach. Yeah. So so six yeah. six of the seven uh, coach hires have been white uh, out of. What what was it? It was four of the seven um, firings were African. No, five of them. So five of them. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Hugh. Well, I guess Marvin Lewis technically stepped down, but that was right. the long tenured fired step down. So Marvin Lewis, Todd Bowles, Hugh Jackson, who is like the worst coach in the world. Uh huh. I, like fuck Hugh Jackson, and then Steve Wilkes and Vance Joseph. So, yeah, it's definitely not so much that they got fired. It's that we aren't hiring them. We're not hiring minority coaches to replace them. And we're not supporting the minority coaches that are doing well. I did not hear nearly enough praise for Anthony Lynn for what he did with the Chargers this season. Yeah, yeah. And part not, of that is, is because the Chargers, it plays in, in like a market that no one gives a shit about. But at the same time, like Anthony Lynn is a good coach and has proven himself to be a very good coach. And he got no fanfare, nothing. Uh-huh. No one cared about him this year. And that's a shame. Yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Yeah, they're, the, they're only so, okay, as it stands now, there are only three uh, minority head coaches uh, in the league. It's it's Tomlin, it's uh, Rivera, and it's Anthony Lynn, and it's I. So my my thing is like the Rooney Rule is imperfect, and we all know that, right? I I think yeah. that I think that the I think that the problem, as it always is, is like a lot more fraught, and it has to do with the fact that. You know, like the civil rights movement didn't happen that long ago, yeah. And so you you get this like nepotism of like white folks who've been in the league for like thirty, forty years. You want to hire them as a head coach, whatever. And like, I I I think that that like when you get things like that happening, right? When you have institutional 
institutionalized racism like infecting pretty much you know every aspect of everything we deal with on a day-to-day basis sports or otherwise like you have you have this thing where like oh the Rooney rule just means you got to high you got to interview a minority for for the job but like the the problem therein is that like the pool that people might be looking in is the wrong one, right? Like they're not casting a wide enough net. They don't know really where to look. And it's, it's, it's just kind of, it's tough, right? And it's tough to, to grapple with that because then you have to admit that like, oh, the whole system's a little bit broken, you know? It's, it's all depressing, but I guess we could talk about the coaches that have been hired and whether or not they're good or bad decisions. And we should yeah. start with the obvious uh, farce, and that is Miami Dolphins firing Adam Gase only for him to immediately get the Jets job. Yep. Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. Like, like that's, that's like, I why? Like, he's, yeah. He was so mediocre down in... In Miami, with 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 a, a, with a develop- decent, with a decent like a decent uh, uh, a team, right? Like he had a decent list of players there. Tannehill, he had like some. Honestly, the Miami Dolphins have been incredibly unremarkable for the past two seasons, and that's part of the problem. Well, right. I mean, that's why I use the word decent, not good. Right, like their their yeah. line play has been has been good enough. A good coach while, probably like. can take this team at least into a playoff contender. Right, maybe exactly. not a Super Bowl contender, but a playoff contender. Yep, yep, yep. And this is it. There, there was nothing about Adam Gase down in Miami that seemed worthy of him getting a second gig so quickly, especially with. A division rival who should have had enough experience watching him to be like, that's that that shouldn't be the guy we want. Why why are we hiring that guy that we saw for the past two years? What what has he done that's impressed me? Like especially when they had Mike McCarthy basically saying the Jets are the only job I want. Why like yeah really McCarthy's a lot more proven than Adam Gase is yeah. Yeah, and I I also like I, I can't remember like the last time Adam Gase has had I mean any kind of young quarterback to deal with. Like I don't think um didn't Adam Gase like somebody I feel like he, he I know he was there for the Bears with Jay Cutler's best years. Yeah, he was yeah, he was but like he he got out of dodge before Trubisky showed up. Like I don't I, the Jets need someone who can like calm Sam Darnold down and help like turn him into an actual fucking football quarterback, right? Mm. You you you'd think someone like Mike McCarthy might be on that list, but uh, you know, fuck me, I guess I don't know. I don't I don't get it. I do not get it. That was. That was definitely the hiring where I was just like, what? Yeah. That's, that, like, why him? Why on earth would you pick him? Like, somebody pointed out that there's been, like, a weird level of coaching incest in the AFC East. Yeah. Like, that team, like, that division is incapable of doing anything 
to do with the Patriots. Like, Rex Ryan gets the Jets job, and he gets fired, and then he goes to Buffalo. And, like, Adam Gase gets hired in Miami, and then he gets fired, and now he's in, you know, New York. Like, it, it's just, like, this weird amount of terrible incest, and none of them are any good. Like, this division is so crap. Yeah. God, it is. It's so bad. What it's, what coaching are you most excited about? So I'm I'm really one? stoked for Cliff Kingsbury. Actually, I think that's going to be really because I wanted to ask you about that. I have no, I do not follow college. So Cliff Kingsbury showing up, I was like, who? So he got he he's he's a college coach. He he coached Texas Tech. Got his ass shit canned after a bad season because college, right? You got to you got to deal with. College fans, at least in the South, when they get angry, it's it's bad. But he his Texas like the Red Raiders were always a super fun team to watch offensively. This is like the the pundits are all saying that this is like they're trying to you know get on the Sean McVay train with like a young offensive minded coach uh, who who can help run like a quick offense and and hopefully kind of revitalize what little talent the Cardinals already have. Uh, I think that, I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, I always love seeing, uh, seeing coaches like, especially coaches from like Texas college football teams that aren't, um, that aren't like the Longhorns or A&M go into, go into the, uh, the pro game because it's always, it's always this kind of speedy they try and bring in this like speedy outside run first offense to whatever team they they go to and it's a lot of fun to watch uh, a lot of play action so i don't know i think it makes a lot of sense i i think it like my my, my first thought was like how perfect for the cardinals because they've been sucking for so long like why not try it because it's a it's it's a gamble, but it's an easy gamble, and it's one that could pay off at, at least in a team that is fun to watch. And you know, that that would be an improvement for. over last year's Cardinals. God, Holy moly, awful, awful! I can't remember. Like, I watch most games via red zone, right? And I cannot like. Though I I remember one one play from the Cardinals this year. I remember one play all year that the Cardinals did, and it was a like forty-five yard catch by Larry Fitzgerald, and I was like, "Oh, he got one." <laughs> That's the only it. Cardinals I really remember this year was literally the podcast we did where we where it was the Broncos Cardinals playing, yeah, and we were just oh, watching yeah. it, and the Broncos right. were slaughtering them, and it was depressing, and we're like. There's no way Mike McCoy is going to keep his job after this. And sure enough, the next day he was fired. That was that's that's my most 2018 Cardinals memory was watching them get shellacked by another team that's in disarray. Didn't they pay Steve Wilkes like through the end of next season or something like that? Probably. I mean, he was on like firing after one year. Like no coach gets like a one year contract. That's. 
that's definitely a multi-year thing that they're going to have to pay for. So they're they're eating that contract now. I, I guess thought, they decided, you know, sunk cost or whatever. I thought they extended him. Like, I thought they did something, though, to extend him mid-year. Give me one second. I want to look this up. I don't know how they could have been that stupid to I, so that's a guy I, who was clearly not doing very well. I, I just remember reading it. Nah, never mind. Yeah, I, I uh... I did not. Yeah, I, I I misread. I thought I. Um, oh, it was the GM. The GM got something uh, I must have like read or whatever. Anyway. Anyway, they also he hired Vance Joseph as his defensive coordinator. So it's Cliff Kingsbury and Vance Joseph. The Cardinals don't have an offensive coordinator yet. No, that's interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. The. the <laughs> that's so for. Atlanta Atlanta hired Dirk Cotter, who was recently fired by Tampa Bay, to be I, their offensive coordinator. Boy, I, I mean, I'm glad I'm glad okay. they listen. They they keep going to these like these hires that I hate for OC. Like I I, I guess it's better than like head coachery, but like I don't know, man. I don't like Dirk Cotter. I mean, it it. It's it's not good to see your MVP winning quarterback and offense have to learn three systems in four years. Exactly, like it's not good. Yeah, it's not good. But he's. It, do you think he's an upgrade from Steve Sarkeesian? That's I, yes, the, that's I the mean, big question. Yes, I do. I do. I think Steve Sarkeesian was way in over his head, and that's kind of what I was telling you back when they announced the hire, right? Like ages ago, I didn't. I just didn't like it. I, I didn't think he was ready to. I don't think anyone liked it. I, yeah. I think I think only Dan Quinn liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't understand why, why they did it. I mean, I, 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 so what I'll say is this. I understand this higher more than I understand the last one. I don't, I guess I don't really know how it's going to work out if only because like, my only association with Dirk Cotter is with, you know, him trying to teach uh, Winston to be a good quarterback, which which was never and is never going to happen. So, like, to have a quarterback well, that's already pretty good um, yeah, is, I don't know, like, maybe he can spend time doing other things. Maybe. But I think that's a good reason to segue into Tampa Bay. Yeah. Who I, like, as you say, Jameis Winston will never be good. He's got Bruce Arians back in him now. Yeah. Like, yeah. That's, like, that might do that's it, a right? good hire. Like, yeah. That seems like a pretty good hire. It Bruce does. Arians. It does. He went from one place where all old people go to retire to the other place where all old people go to retire. The, the Arizona less to good Florida. place. If if you if the, your second choice to retire, maybe third or fourth. Yeah, I don't know. I, if you had to live in Florida, I guess you could probably do worse than Tampa. Yeah, you could. You could absolutely I, do worse I, than Tampa. I I don't know where in Florida I would want to live if I had to live in Florida. I, I mean Miami, right? I don't I don't think there's. A, any, I guess Miami, but Miami's going to be gone in like ten years. That's that's true. That's true. Jacksonville, I hear is also. Nice. I I am I'm, I'm too introverted for Miami. Miami's Miami's beach party place, and I am no 
Yeah, boo, the sun. Jacksonville, then. Because Jacksonville is apparently the largest, like, the largest metropolitan area, like, the largest city by area in the country. So, you know, you got the downtown area, but there's a lot of, there's a lot of open areas. A lot of sprawl. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. No, no, I've, I've been to kind of southern Florida near Miami, like, north of Miami, and I've also been to the Tampa area, and I thought Tampa was nicer. Yeah, Tampa seems like super an okay nice. place. Tampa's like, I've been there once for like a weekend, and it was like it was kind of wild because it wasn't like it. It was just kind of weird. It was it was much smaller than I thought it would be. Like the actual city city area of it. Um, I don't yeah. know. I, I guess I kind of assumed it would be like a smaller, just like a smaller Miami, but it, it's it's kind of. It's, I, I don't know, it's it's very much like an Austin or, or, you know, kind of like a Portland a little bit, actually, where... You've never been here, you can't say that. No, no, but I, I mean, I know, I know the, I know the layout of the city, right? Like, it, where you have a downtown area that no one really goes to all that much. In Portland? Skyscrapers and like... No, that's not Portland at all. Portland's downtown's pretty good. Oh, okay, fair, fair. Like, Portland literally designed its city to reduce sprawl to increase urban density, and its downtown is, it's it's not like New York, but it's legitimately occupied. It's it's not, you don't, you go there on the weekends and there's no one there. No, there's always people in downtown Portland, and there's a lot of stuff to do in downtown Portland. So right. you get your preconceived biases out of this podcast, sir. I will. Dang. Get them, get them right the. I'll get them right the fuck out of here. I know the one place I would never live in Florida, and that's Orlando. Yeah. <sighs> my only, my like the only way I would want to live in Orlando is if I was like actively working at Disney World in a job that I didn't hate. Like if I was doing social media or something for Disney World, then I could live in Orlando, and then I think it'd be okay. Probably or Universal Studios. If you had a good job at one of the parks, that's probably the only way to make that standable. Yeah. Yep. I I agree. I don't think, uh, you know, and that would be nice. Like, I'd enjoy that, but I, I don't, I cannot see any other. Feel free to, like, hey, yo, if you're on Twitter. I, I'm sure, Orlando, I'm sure like, there are Floridians right now who are very, very angry. Let us, us know. I'm, I'm willing shitting. to. I'm willing like, to like learn. I want to know like what makes Orlando a good city to live and work in. If you are outside of the theme park industry, I really do want to know. Uh, because I have no idea. I don't either, and I have an aunt who literally lives there. I don't know anything about it. It just doesn't look fun. Yeah. So, uh, that's that's Tampa. They have Bruce Arians is going to coach. Tampa Bay, I assume he'll probably help uh, the worst person in the world. Uh, the best thing that could possibly yeah. happen is Jameis doing terrible under Bruce Arians and then losing his job and then Buccaneers finding another quarterback who isn't a piece of shit. Please. That would finally. be cool. I'd be, I'd be good with that. Mm-hmm. Byron, it's it's kind of a shame because Bruce Arians and then offensive coordinator Byron Leftwich and then defensive coordinator Todd Bowles. Like, that's yeah. that's a coaching staff I can get behind. I like that. Like, I, I like, like that, that staff, staff a lot, actually, right? Like, just get just get rid of Jameis Winston. Maybe this will be a team that, I don't know, I won't feel bad when they win. Yeah. Keep Fitzpatrick. Make it fun. Yeah. 
the the Jets also hired Greg Williams, or I should say Greg Williams. Yeah. Which I don't. It's strange. Greg Williams's name will always be tainted as um, Bounty Gate guy, but I he I have respect for what he did with Cleveland there. He he came out after Hugh got fired. He he took the team. He made that team competitive. Too late, but mm-hmm. it's not really his fault. And like everyone in Cleveland seemed to respect him, and he left. Like, did you see like his farewell letter? I like, didn't. I didn't actually. Which is is kind of amazing that he basically left like a nice farewell letter, even though he was a coach for like six games. Uh huh. Like that's like that's kind of cool. Like, yeah. all right, I don't yeah. like he's he's probably still an asshole, but. I have a higher opinion of Greg Williams than I did before this season. For so, sure. So there's there's that. He's not going to do shit on the Jets. I want to talk mm. a little bit about uh, Freddie Kitchens. Let's talk about Freddie Kitchens. Because I... I'm kind of disappointed the Browns didn't hire Joey Bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> I, I didn't, like, I didn't see them... I don't know, man. I saw them absolutely torpedoing everything because they're the browns maybe maybe i i switched brains with i thought they were gonna hire bruce arians because bruce arians said multiple times that the only team he would think about coming out of retirement to coach for was the browns yeah and then he went to the bucks which is okay but freddie kitchens i i i am extremely hopeful but kind of cautiously optimistic about Freddie Kitchens. I, I love what he did with that offense, but it makes me wonder if he got too much power too quickly. Because he was what? The quarterback coach at the beginning of the season? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, he was. He, he was the one who kind of f- helped fix Baker Mayfield a little bit. Yeah, he, he was like the quarterback coach at the beginning of the season, and then he was the offensive coordinator by midseason and now he's the head coach like that's a that's an astronomically fast rise but he does have the look of an NFL coach which is you know he looks like a thumb I love thumbs thumbs are great thumb coaches yeah true he he clearly has a fun attitude all the press conferences we've had so far with him he's been hilarious he's a character he's probably like Tom Sula esque in character wise. He's just he's just a fun dude to listen to and you're like you know, it's not boring. You know, I could watch all these press conferences and it's boring snooze, but he's he's fun. And I I wish the best for Freddie Kitchens. I do. I, I do too, but I think that there are a couple of I don't know, his his staff looks good, kind of. Uh, I don't know if you saw Steve Wilkes is going to be his DC. Mm-hmm. Um, which, which I forget where Steve Wilkes was before he got the Arizona job. But yeah, me too. Obviously, he he was okay. Like yeah. I don't think he was a bad DC. Um, yeah. But they also hired the Todd Monken, the Tampa Bay offensive coordinator, which I don't know anything about him, but yeah, I do either. know that Tampa Bay's offense, especially last year, had a lot of deep passing, and it seemed like their offense was largely shit because the quarterbacks wouldn't stop throwing interceptions. Mm-hmm. Which, if you get a smarter quarterback, a better quarterback, 
maybe that would be a lot of fun. And I don't know. It sounds it it looks like this is going to be a pretty fun offense to watch next year. Yeah. I so here is my big problem with his staff. Hey, hey, remember Mike Prefer? Oh, oh, was that the the homophobe, Mister Nuke all the gays? Chris Cluey wrote an article about. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's right. Like, put all the gays on an island and nuke them. That guy, I remember that guy. Nuke nuke all the gays, Mike Prefer. He uh, he is now the special teams coordinator for the Browns after he didn't want to sign uh, the new contract the Vikings offered him. That is disappointing. There's a Browns, oh my god, there's a Browns, uh, like on the Cleveland Browns website, there's like a get to know our new special teams coordinator, Mike Prefer, and it talks about how he had a checkered history as the special teams coordinator (laughs) on the Vikings. Um, and then goes on to say that it was related to kick percentage and like not doing a very good job at his job. I, I, I don't know if you could really blame the special teams coordinator for bad kicks. Nope. But like you can't, you can't blame him for saying nuke all the game. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's a more legitimate criticism. Like where does he stand on helping kickers? I'm not sure. Um, he'll probably help kickers more if, it involves nuking all the gays. Right. Right. Uh, so just, just, just be aware. God, I can't believe, well, I can, and that's a sad part. He, I'm, I'm should... kind of depressed. He never lost his job after that whole yeah. thing. Like that, yeah, that's the kind too. of stuff like he, he never should have kept his job after that. This, like yeah. that was like, they put him into like sensitivity training, but really we all know we've all worked an office job. We know that, kind of thing is a joke also, so we know he didn't change at all really well, like there's no way he he doesn't still think that gays should be nuked regardless of whether or not he was actually like he actually changed or not like you shouldn't be in a public job right you shouldn't like you yeah. say something like that you have you have a job as a special teams coordinator you like when you say stuff like that if you're in a public job, that should be what you are connected with. You shouldn't have a public job if you if you say stuff like that. That's the that's the penalty. You should at least lose it. Yeah. Like if you're if like he should have lost it. Mm-hmm. Like maybe you could make an argument for him working his way back up after losing the job. But yeah, the fact that he right. never lost his job, that was yeah. disappointing. There's no there were no consequences. There are no consequences. I, it's it's just very very disappointing and i'm gonna oh man ryan lindley is their quarterbacks coach though that's that's fun that that's exciting Uh, (laughs) ryan lindley mm -hmm. quarterback for the cardinals in probably the worst playoff game i've ever watched in my entire life yep do you remember that game i do i do it was fucking cardinals panthers the the panthers were like six seven and like seven eight and one and the cardinals had won the division but they were or like no they were a wild card but sam bradford or whoever had gotten hurt and they were down to like their third string quarterback ryan lindley who no one had ever heard of Mm -hmm. and it was just the worst game i've ever watched 
bad. Very so bad. bad. Yep. Fond, fond memories. Good times. What other coaching changes happened? Uh, Green Bay, like there's there's been a rush of Sean McVay stuff. Yeah. Like, part of me is like, hey, you know, it's it's cool that teams are trying to copycat a good hire that was like, hey, instead of crusty old dudes, instead of hiring John Fox for the 15th time, why don't we hire a random guy who's young and fun and just like the young and fun guy the Rams got, maybe that'll work. So the Packers picked up Matt LeFleur, mm-hmm. LeFleur, LeFleur, LeFleur from Tennessee to be their head coach. That was, I, I can't say I expected that. That was, mm-hmm. that was a unusual hire. But, hey, I'm interested to see what he does. Yeah, yeah, me too. They also picked up Nathaniel Hackett. Okay, no, go for it. Well, I was just going to say, my thing, like, I don't usually like these these super trendy hires, but, like, if if it's in an effort to literally, like, cut the average age of the NFL head coach by 20 years... That's a good thing, right? That that is an unquestionable good thing, I think. Um, yeah. So I don't know. I'm 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 about it. Yeah. I like I don't mind people jumping on this bandwagon and being like, no, let's hire, let's hire young, let's hire exciting, let's try and capture some of that Sean McVay magic. Um, you know, honestly, regardless of if it actually works or not, I just I don't know. I think it'll only result in more fun. I agree. I think it's a good thing. They also picked up from Jacksonville, the Jacksonville offensive coordinator, Nathaniel Hackett, which uh-huh. I don't have any real opinion of. I don't, It's it was hard to tell how good Jacksonville's offensive calling was because they were clearly trying to compensate for Blake Bortles. Mm-hmm. So what they do with a much, much, much better quarterback is remains to be seen. Detroit picked up Daryl Bevel to be their offensive coordinator. Jesus. So yeah, that's, yeah, that's, I forgot about that. That's that, that's not good. Um, Denver was probably one of the more interesting situations. They picked Vic Fangio. Good for him. He finally uh-huh. got a head coaching gig. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. What do you? How do you feel about about this one? Because I I don't know. I like it. I think I I I think the world is ready for head coach Vic Fangio. I love Vic Fangio, and I've probably wanted him to be a head coach since he like built up the 49ers defense like half a decade ago. I I think Vic Fangio is great. I loved what he did with the Bears. I loved everything he did with the Niners. I love his personality. I I am ready. Vic Fangio feels like the way I used to feel about Mike Zimmer before Mike Zimmer finally got the head coaching job. He's a guy who felt overdue for this gig. And I'm glad he's got the gig. I wish it wasn't for Denver because fuck John Elway and I want nothing good for him. Yeah. But I like Vic Fangio, so I am excited to see what he does. Folks are folks are saying that like if if it doesn't turn around like this year, like it's gonna become clear that the problem is Elway. Right? I I I think that We've all kind of suspected this for a little bit since he, you know, since the whole Trevor Simeon thing and, you know, well, since the only spoke- good quarterback situation that Denver has had was Peyton Manning. That was yeah, the only thing that exactly. happened was they got 
a, an already proven Hall of Famer to come to the the team. He he has not been a good GM outside of that. And well, he was supposed to be like when when he took the GM job, everyone's going to be like, "Oh, he's John Elway. He's going to be a quarterback whisperer. He's going to know how to pick him." And like, n- nah, nope, nah, nope. That's nope. That didn't work out. Uh, Trevor Simeon, where is he now? I don't fucking know. I I mean, I think he's still in the league. I'm let's let's. Wasn't he Simeon your boyfriend? Twenty nineteen. No? You love Trevor. I Touchdown, do, Trevor. I do, I do, and I still don't think that he got a fair shake. Oh yeah, no, he's on the Vikings. That's right. He is. Yeah, oh, he is. Yeah, that's, yeah. That's no, he's, he's he's a backup on the Vikings. Hooray! Wow, that's hilarious. So he went to the Vikings, and Case went to Denver. Uh-huh. That, that's kind of funny. Actually. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Let me see. He, uh, um, yeah, he, I mean, he played. Like he played on the fourteenth. Um, hmm. Nine nine passes. Wait, no, this might be from twenty seventeen. I can't. I, I can't say I. Tell. I do not recall seeing Trevor Simeon. Yeah, I feel take like the I field at any point. Yeah, me either. Me either at all. Yeah, no, he 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 does not have a single attempt in twenty eighteen. Um, because the guy in front of him was healthy. Yeah, that didn't work out for the Vikings, did it? No. No. Kirk Cousins. That was not that effective. Nope. Nope. And, I mean, the... Just... It, there's a Cousins cycle, too, and I'm not sure what exactly it is, but... Kirk Cousins, I don't think, was ever that great. I know it's easy to say this now. Yeah. I, I, you know, and that hindsight is twenty twenty, right? But, but I, you know, it's not, it's not that hard to kind of extrapolate from what we know now that Kirk Cousins' success is, you know, from whatever, however you want to judge it, was primarily on the backs of like a world class receiving core or you know some other some other thing that that really helped him out yeah whatever kirk cousins is probably thoroughly mediocre sometimes yeah. he's good sometimes yeah. he's bad yep 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 that's that's kirk cousins not much to say about kirk cousins no anymore boring I, uh, there's two teams that still don't have head coaches officially uh-huh and that's uh miami who doesn't have anyone yet and I guess Cincinnati is, it looks almost confirmed or is confirmed that Zach Taylor. Zach Taylor, yeah. He will be the the new head coach. He was the quarterback's coach for the Rams, so this was a Sean McVay thing. And I just, right. like, I don't know what to think about this, but I am happy to see that the Bengals didn't do the stupid and hire Hugh Jackson like we all uh-huh. thought they would. Yeah, I thought for sure. I thought that was a slam dunk, and and that we would the Bengals would be the new Browns for the next five years, right? I like, I was I was honestly convinced. getting hyped for that. Me too. I, I even had a comic idea in my head that like I guess I could tell it now because it's never going to see the light of day. Mm-hmm. But it was basically Hugh Jackson just going on a rampage and destroying Cleveland and just like shitting all over everything. And then it was just going to be Mike Brown looking at him being like, that's the guy I want. Yeah. 
I was all ready. I was all. I was so ready. Or it, no, it, that was my original idea. I think my original idea was like a Bengals fan holding a monkey's paw and being like, "Please oh. get rid of Marvin Lewis." Yeah. <laughs> and then it's replaced with Hugh Jackson. God, that. Damn it. The Bengals would have been fun. It would have been. It wouldn't have been good, but no. it would have been fun. I don't know, man. I'm kind of. I, I. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm spoiled by the fact that we've had the Browns for so long and we had the Cardinals this year. I'm maybe I'm ready for like for an NFL without insane amounts of like one team who's good for clown ball every week. You know. I don't know you I, anymore. I think you no no no. I think I'm ready. I'm think I'm ready for one season where there won't be a consensus worst team in the league. And the clown ball will happen cuz the clown ball always happens, right? But there won't be a consensus worst team in the league. I'm ready for that. I I want a consensus worst team in the league. I just don't want it to be the Browns anymore. Yeah, I I think we're I think we're safe on that front like, yeah i i think we again like we'll see but i th- i think we are safe on that front i hope i really hope i just like in the same way that i'm tired of seeing the patriots be successful yeah i'm tired of seeing the browns be kicked while they're down constantly yep. for sure, i, for sure, I for am sure. up for like let's make i don't know um the Dallas Cowboys, the worst team in the league. God, if only. For like a decade. Please. I would love that. God damn. Or like, I don't, let's, let's another team that's, uh, I don't like the oh, Raiders. Oh shit, but it's going to be I the know, Raiders. The no, Raiders. Say, it's there we go. The it's going to be the Raiders, it's isn't gonna it? It's going to be the Raiders. Raiders yeah, is going to be the consensus I forgot about the Raiders. Team. As soon as you, as soon as you were like, "Oh, who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be?" Fuck! I completely forgot about the Raiders. The, and I, that, that is who I confused the Steve Wilkes um, extension with when uh, the Raiders hired uh, John Gruden to what, like a five-year, fifty million extension, like two or three games in, or something like that. I thought they just gave him like a ten-year contract right at the beginning. Maybe they no they did that's dollars. right that's right it just came up it just came up that like after he started sucking that the Raiders had him on a ten year contract that's right you you got it um just just disgusting I am ready for John Gruden clown ball it is yeah. amazing how quickly his reputation tanked this year God I loved every second of it yeah yeah it's 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 just God it's he's playing. It's like he's playing Madden, right? Except he's not good at Madden. It, it, like the play calling, the way the games are going, everything is like that. And it makes me very happy. It will be nice. Okay, so it'll be nice to know that when he gets fired, like next year, at the end of next year, like he'll have a job in the booth again. Because I, I need that. But anything's better than ESPN's current crew. Yeah, oh it's my so god. Bad. It's so bad. Fix it. I just hope he's not jaded after this, right? Or sad. 
because in his press conferences, like you can attribute the, a lot of this to like the stress of being a head coach, blah, 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 blah. But there is a part of me that's sad that the old John Gruden has died. You know, It makes me wonder if that John Gruden was ever there and we were just duped. Maybe, but I, I don't know. I don't think that's true. And the booth, like because it was the one th- it's the thing that i really liked about him and it's the thing that i really like from tony romo is that at both of their hearts they're just gigantic dorks and they want to let you in on this thing that they're super passionate about in a non um like a non elitist way uh even if they don't like even if they're so smart about it that they don't like come off as accessible it's it's fun to try and follow it that was like my favorite thing that john gruden would do and i don't his love for the game was definitely infectious exactly tell he just loved football yeah and that there's something to be said for that energy he said a lot of dumb stuff yeah a lot of of people didn't like him but his energy was 100 percent on point Mm-hmm. And I love, I did love that about him. It's it's better than Jason stumbles over sentences and sounds bored. Witten and Booger, let me tell you about the good old days, McFarland. Yeah, I think we should just end it on that. Yeah. Hey, ESPN, get a better crew, please. Anything, anything is better. Sam, who do you think is gonna win this weekend? Lightning round of two games. Uh, lightning round of two games. I think it's gonna be God. I honestly think it's gonna be the Rams and the Chiefs. I really do. I think the Chiefs. Wow, are gonna win I have the exact opposite opinion. Really, okay. I think it's gonna. I think the Super Bowl is gonna be Patriots Saints. Okay, I. You know what? I won't hate that game. They're like, I. I think that I. I would probably be more disappointed on if it's not like because the the storylines write themselves, right? Either way, this turns out yeah. because it's gonna be like. If it's the Patriots or the Chiefs, it's either going to be new versus new, right? Or old versus old and new versus old, right? It's either going to be Brady versus uh, 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 Breeze, yeah? Or it's going to be, you know, Mahomes versus pretty much McVay, yeah? Or, or you know, the, the, the changing of the guard. Does the old guard still have it or will the new? I would much rather see, like you know, a mid thousands throwback or, you know, a, a, a super like young new, uh, a uh, couple of teams playing against each other than, you know, than Tom Brady putting the Rams in the garbage can. Right. Like, I don't, I don't want to see that. I don't, I don't want to see anything where the Patriots win. Of course. But yeah. I think it's going to be Patriots Saints. And if it is Patriots Saints, I honestly think the Saints are going to win. I, so, I would agree with that as well. Yeah, given given the Patriots' defensive like secondary woes. Yeah, I, I think if it's Patriots Saints, the Saints win. I think if it's Patriots Rams, the Patriots win. Yep. I think if it's Chiefs Saints, the Saints win. I think if it's Chiefs Rams, I might also... That's tough. That's tough. That's tough. Honestly, I want every matchup except the Patriots. 
Just yeah. don't give me the Patriots. I'm sick and tired of watching that team. I just don't want to watch them anymore. I, I, yep. I don't want to look at them anymore. It's like changing the channel and having the same commercial play over and over again. I just, I'm just tired of seeing it. That's where I'm at. Yeah. Hey everyone, I hope you have a great weekend. Sam, play us out. Yes, uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Sam Grzezes. That's S A M G R E S Z E S E S E S, and on Twitch and Instagram at Robots Fighting Dinosaurs. Dave. I am Drop Play Dave. You can find me on Twitter at Drop Play Dave, on Facebook at the Drop Play Comic, and on Instagram at Drop Play Dave, and of course on thedropplay.com. Again, apologies. We're going to get back to our normal schedule now. We should be able to record. Most of the time at this point, uh, off season's coming up. We'll figure it out. But wow. I'm I'm not dead. We're not dead. We're we're just slowly dying, like everyone is. And we'll see you next week. I hope anyone but the Patriots win. Goodbye.